Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformations. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to season five. This is episode number one of season five. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to the show. Thank you so much for supporting us starting from 2017 and on to today. It just warms my heart to be coming back for season five. So this is Life Transformation Radio, and I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer. TEDx speaker, business positioning strategist, and international best-selling author, Sean Douglas. Life Transformation Radio is heard in over 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us here in 2021, or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, highlighting those transformational moments that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also join our Facebook group by searching Life Transformation Radio Community on Facebook and never miss an episode by subscribing to your favorite podcast platform. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Overcast, the Google Podcast, or we are available on Pandora. You can also uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Search Life Transformation Radio on YouTube, and you can subscribe there as well. Please leave us a rating and review, letting us know what you think of the show. And if you have any questions, you can email me at sean at thesuccesscorps.com, and I'll answer some questions live right here on the show. Or you could just call in at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. My guest range from entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing people impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done this on a global scale. So with that, please help me welcome to the show my amazing guest for today, Sahar Andrade. Sahar, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Thank you, Sean. I'm so excited to be here today. Let me tell you, and being number the episode number one in this year, like they say, new year, new beginnings, right? There you go. Yeah, we've been trying to get each other, uh, you know, on the show together wow, for about a year now, and yeah. I'm just so pumped to have you now because so many people are fed up with 2020. They're fed up with politics, pandemic. Lockdowns, misinformation, disinformation, just people in general are just fed up. Their their fun meter is pegged. And I feel like they have developed such a strong bias that 
penetrating their mind has become so difficult. I see it all the time on social media trying to tell somebody something like, nope, nope, I'm not listening to that. And, and they're completely cut off. Yes. Well, Sean, for me, I look at this in a different way. What happens right now is that, or what's happening right now, is that all, most people, if not all people, are pushed into the survival mode. Okay, and, and very simply put, our brain is three layers. The first layer is the survival mode, and it's the strongest part of our brain. The second part is the emotional, and the third part is the analytical thinking. If we stay in the survival mode, which is easy because that survival layer of the brain can actually hijack all the resources from the brain when it feels it's threatened. And the danger can be real or perceived. So when people feel like you are not agreeing with me, so you are my enemy, so you are my, a danger for me, this, they stay in that survival mechanism. And we go directly like the caveman, since our brain never changed from the caveman, we go right away into fight, flight, or freeze. And this is where yep. everyone is staying right now. They are staying, and, and the, 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 the amazing part of the brain, I, I don't know if it's good or bad, is that the three layers of the brain work against each other. They don't work together. And that's sometimes you hear, my heart is telling me to do this, but my brain uh -huh. is against it. Okay, that's right. why. So if we just go from the survival to the emotional part of the brain where we can have empathy, for someone that is different, and empathy here is putting ourselves in other people's shoes without trying to fix them or without feeling sorry for them, we can start a new path for unity and understanding each other. But we need to do the work. We need to disconnect from that survival, knowing it's not going to help us. And there are very simple techniques that we can do just when you get triggered, if someone gets triggered or upset because someone is saying something that they don't agree with, you can just take deep breath for like 30 seconds. All what it takes to disconnect your survival brain is 30 seconds. Deep breathing in the nose, hold it, and out from your mouth. You know, a deep breathing will disconnect the brain, will reset it from the beginning, and maybe mm -hmm. we can think about in a positive way, find... I always say this, you know, I always say that there is always a bridge between us. There is always something that we'll find in common, even if it's like we are fair parents. We own a dog or we own a cat or we drive a white car. There will always be something that will connect us. But we choose, unfortunately, because this is how our brain works to protect us, to look for differences so it can protect us. And put us on a defense right. mechanism. Hundred percent. Yeah, your your brain would love for you to just be sitting on the couch in a bubble, just eating Absolutely. chips and Absolutely. vegging out in front of Netflix because it's safe. It's wired yes. for for survival. That's why people say exactly. get out of your comfort zone. That's how you grow. And yep. getting out of that comfort zone and growing allows your brain. What in in my TEDx talk I talked about rewiring your brain for success. Yes. You can actually yes. rewire your brain's hippocampus and other areas of your brain to 
become more successful, to become more positive. You can actually rewire your brain's nervous system. Yeah. And that's so. That's basically neuroplasticity. You know, when you can create like new freeways in your brain, you can pave new pathways. And they say that neurons, neurons are the brain cells. The neurons that fire together work together. And they build bridges. Every neuron can create 50,000 new connections. So all what we need to do is to create new habits. It takes only 21 to 30 days to create a new habit. But we have to do that habit over and over and over again for 21 days at least to become a habit, an automatic habit. So we can change it. Yeah, they say that. They say that your brain has officially adopted that habit after 66 times or yes. 66 repetitious days, consecutive days. Your body yes. become muscle memory. Your brain yes. has locked it in. It becomes a part of you doing something yes. 66 times or something every day. for 66. That's why gym is so hard to go to in the first 7 to 10 days because your body's like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. Like, this is hard. Yep. But after about 21 days, it's okay. This is kind of my routine. But after two months, it's like, I always go. Part of like, you. Why would I yeah. not go? It's exactly. Party. Yep. Exactly. So, we we are title, wired yeah. to become better. So, sorry. We become yep. we are wired to become better, better, but we need to do the work. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. The title of this episode is Diversity, Global Leadership, and Personal Transformation with Sahar Andrade. She is a diversity, global leadership, and personal transformation coach. She lived, worked, and was educated in seven countries and three continents. And she also speaks five languages. She holds a double bachelor's of medicine and surgery, major in psychiatry from Cairo University, and successfully completed a Mastery of HR Studies certificate program. She is an author and a TED Talk speaker and was nominated for the 2018 and 2019 Women in Council Awards, named as a National Authority on Diversity by the LA Business Journal. Entrepreneur Training Program received congressional recognition. She has been nominated as a woman advocate by CWI in 2017, recognized by the State Senate, the State Assembly, as well as the nominated as a woman breaking barriers in 2016, and had been honored as an inspirational woman in 2015. She was awarded the Diversity Insights Award in 2015 by the National Diversity Council and the Leadership Excellence. Eleven hundred AM KFNX News Radio. She teaches. Un- an executive leadership program. Her entrepreneurship coaching program for FWDB City of Pasadena received congressional recognition. Sahar has founded two successful businesses, Sahar Coaching LLC and Reinvent Yourself to Greatness, a success and personal transformation coaching company. And her website is right there in the show notes. You can click on those, go to LinkedIn, send her a friend request, and send her a message letting her know that you listened to this episode of Life Transformation Radio. 
Sahar, after reading your amazing, amazing accomplishments this past decade, I got to know, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Because I believe in my heart that as human beings, we were born for greatness. We were destined for greatness. I do believe that each one of us has a genius inside of them. We all do. We all have a light inside of ourselves, but we let our doubts, our fears, our negative self-talk take over, and we don't shine as we should. We all have a message on this earth, and I believe my message is to impact people to see that, yes, they're destined for greatness, but to do that, we have to accept each other as we are, not as we want them to be. That we are all human beings that are equal, that if we really want, we can create a better world and a more wonderful world. And we can always find a way that we can find uh, a way to agree to disagree sometimes, but still maintain that respect still maintain that maybe not love, but at least like to another person for who they are. This is my message for the word. I find it mind numbing, not even mind blowing. It's mind numbing that you cannot disagree with someone without an unfriend from Facebook, a block from Twitter a nasty Facebook messenger message, an email tearing you down. Like, because I don't agree with everything that you think, all of a sudden I'm a horrible person. And what I notice is that birds of a a feather flock together. So you'll see people like, well, I'm looking for like-minded individuals that I, I totally am not. I don't want to hang yeah. out with like-minded individuals because if you only hang out with like-minded individuals who think like you, you're never going to grow mentally, no. emotionally, spiritually. You're never going to grow. You, no. you, have a think, you have a think tank of people who think exactly the same way. Some of the best inventions, the greatest moments in history were debated. They were disagreed upon. They were ratified. They were debated again. They were ripped apart and thrown away and debated again, right? So for us to sit here and say, well, I'm just only going to hang out with my tribe, people who only think like me, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. You know, especially that I am a diversity and inclusion person, I cannot say um, I'm a DEI professional, and then if you disagree with me, I say, hey, you're not my tribe. <laughs> I can't do that. It doesn't, it's, it's very hypocrite to do that. You know, for me, if I say that I'm about inclusion, inclusion means that I include different opinions and I'm okay with it. And, and I always talk about diversity or the diversity, equity, and inclusion about acceptance, not tolerance. Tolerance means that you are putting up with someone. And I don't want to be put up with. Right? But <laughs> hey. a, a, acceptance here 
means that I accept that we have differences and I'm okay with that. I don't need to adopt your behavior, your, your, your values, your attitude, but I know that we're different and I'm fine with that. That's what acceptance means. So I would have gone the exact opposite. Tolerance means something. I was like, oh, here we go. We're getting juicy now. Because everybody's like, you know, well, um, I'm, in, you know, you're so intolerant is what you, what you hear on social media a lot. People talk about it like, you know, like, oh, I hate the politics and the divisiveness and the ridiculousness of people's behaviors. You know, mask or no mask, shutdowns, no shutdown. Like, it's, it's like, geez, we're all no like, we're all people, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I was thinking tolerant would be like, you believe one thing. I believe one thing, but it's not about the news. It's about the person. So I'm tolerant of your beliefs because I, I, I accept you as a person, right? I accept you as a fellow human being, as, as fellow man or woman or whatever. And for me, not to be tolerant would be the same thing as my wife saying, well, I believe this one way. And I'm like, well, I'm not tolerant of your beliefs, so now we got to get a divorce. But that's what people do every day. Unfriend, block, delete out of phones, no more texting, screw that guy, no more friends, right? because they're not tolerant of other people's beliefs. And, and immediately when you, when you brought those two words up, that's immediately what came up for me, was that part of acceptance would be tolerating the fact that someone else has a different belief system than you. Why can't Catholics and Lutherans be friends? Why can't, um, you know, different sects of the world become friends? Like you look at everything going on in the Middle East, you look at everything going on in Asia, you look at everything, like just look at the world and how many groups of people have been fighting for decades, for centuries, people have been fighting. I just, I don't know. Are they not I, tolerant? I get Are they it. not inclusive? They or they well they're neither tolerant nor inclusive. To me, (laughs) diversity and inclusion is about starting difficult conversations that are not going to be comfortable, and it's going to get messy. If it's Mm -hmm. it's exactly when you are trying to uh, get someone go through a path of success, do you want them to be halfway? which is tolerance, or do you want them to be an absolute success, which is acceptance? Which one would you work for? Mm. If you're going to do Got the work, it. can oh, you? That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to, especially that we are doing the work now, and it's not easy. So why should I put all my effort and put all my brain and my heart and my soul in something that at the end the results might be mediocre? Why don't I shoot for excellence, which is acceptance, if it's the same work? Got it. I mean, you break it down like that, it completely rips apart my whole entire thought process and <laughs> argument that I just made. So there you go. I like it. I like it. What, what I want to talk about real quick before we go into your uh, transformational story is, you know, we both talk about the unconscious bias. Yes. And we both talk about you know, your, your cognitive behavior. Yes. So what I want to do real quick is for the listeners, you know, 
let's address what the unconscious bias is and how to find it, how to spot it. How do we know you're like, crap, here comes my bias again? Yes. Okay. So unconscious bias, just by definition, is unconscious, meaning that we don't know it's happening. And I want to remind everyone that no matter who we are, no matter how open-minded we are, we all do have unconscious bias. It's what we do with it that really matters. It's exactly like anger. We all have anger. Is what we do with it when we have anger. And it, it comes back to emotional intelligence and self-awareness. So in conscious bias, we have it again because our brain first function is to protect us from danger, real or perceived. And it's also an efficiency tool, meaning it tries to save calories as much as it can. When we know, when we understand that we are subjected to 5 million pieces of information at any second, and our brain can understand or decipher maybe 40 or 50, but can process only five to seven pieces of this information, then we need unconscious bias that basically are categories or boxes that file what we see automatically in our brain. So that causes faulty assumptions most of the time, more than 99% of the time. Understanding that unconscious bias are basically downloaded patterns and behaviors from our first contact in life, like from our parents, we are still our seven-year-old because we grow, grow in an environment and absorb till seven years old. We have these theta waves in our brain where we absorb everything like a sponge. So we take everything from our parents, then from schools, then whatever religious institutions we go to, then from our family, and it becomes part of who we are. So their blind spots become our blind spots. And, and I attribute unconscious bias as basically a blind spot. So when we drive a car and we get into an accident, it might not be our, our fault, but it's 100% our responsibility. And that's sure. why we need to understand that, like you said, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, and this is basically what's happening right now. It's like if I believe in something, I will ignore and I'll become deaf to anything that is different than what I believe. And I would go yep. and look for proof that confirm what I'm thinking about without opening my mind to look at the yep. pros and cons and do my, my own assessment. That's what confirmation yep. buys it. And then my when you favorite, say, yeah, my, my favorite example of what you just said, uh, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Lexus. Do you see those everywhere? Of course. Again, it's affinity. You, it's did affinity you not bias. see those before? <laughs> did you not, not see those before? Much. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most perfect example of yes. confirmation bias. bias. You'll see yes. a car. Oh, my gosh. I love that Lexus. Oh, that the IS300. Oh, my God. I love it. I love that car. And I got to get that car. And all of a sudden, you now own that car, and you're like, I see this car everywhere. Everywhere, yes. That car was already there. It was already there. You just weren't noticing. Yeah, so your brain is starting to pay study. attention. Yep. There's a research study that says what you focus on 
will expand. Same thing that Tony Robbins says, right? What you focus on expands. So where energy, where, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you focus on the negatives, all you yeah. will find in life is negatives. If you focus on the positives, all you will find in life are the positives. Not to say that the negativity won't be there. It's already there. The positive, abundance, money, wealth, positivity, it's already here. It's in the universe. But you chose yeah. not to find it because yeah. your confirmation bias says the world's negative and you've only sought out negativity. You've yeah. never opened your mind to the world's positivity. Anyway, that's my end of the rant. You just like triggered energy, my heart. Yeah, oh. energy flows <laughs> where attention goes. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Anyway, keep going. You're a rock star. <laughs> you know, so, so you just like flooded my heart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was saying you flooded my heart. You were getting into like my, my nerd realm. <laughs> and and the affinity bias now is is basically what we call in groups. You just said, oh, I want people that think like minded people. Why do they do that? They do that because it gives them again. Um, a, a sense of safety, even if it's a false sense of safety. Because they did actually a medical research, they did MRI testing on people when they think about themselves, what areas of the brain lighten up. And they found out that when we think about people that we think they are our tribe or people that are our people, people that maybe look like us, speak like us, came from the same background, went to the same school, that we have things in common. When they did the MRI on their brain, the same areas that lighten up when we think about ourselves, lighten up when we think about our people. So the brain does not discern a danger. But when the outgroups or people that are different, different areas of the brain actually light up, and that's one where our brain discerns that there is danger and it becomes us versus them. Right. That's what affinity bias is. Yeah. And, of course, it can be yeah. applicable to everything, including recruiting and interviewing people for jobs. It goes everywhere, not only in politics. It goes to everything in our life. Yeah. Yeah. They've met uh, all of the neuro research that has gone on in the last decade decade or more is just absolutely revolutionary. One of my favorite ones is the Barbara Fredrickson study. She's a North Carolina uh, UNC researcher at Chapel Hill, and she has a theory called the broaden and build theory. And what that means is that when you rely on the positives, when you find the positives, build on those positive moments that you actually become more broadened. You become more growth-minded. Yes. When you focus on the negatives, and each negative itself builds on itself, just like the positives, you can build on a positive moment and build more positivity, more, just like that. And negativity, you get one negative thing, then it, that's why they say it happens in threes. Oh, I got two more negatives, another one's coming, and it, ultimately it's going to happen because you said it was going to happen. You confirmed it in your mind that that was going to happen. And you attracted it. Yes, you attracted it. Yep. Yep. The broaden and build theory basically states that you broaden yourself, you have a growth mindset in positivity, and it's the opposite in negativity. You go down uh, a, a negative spiral, 
and the spiral gets smaller as you go down it, which means that your brain is shrinking hypothetically or, um, you know, not, not literally, mm-hmm. uh, but your, your thinking is smaller. Your circle becomes smaller. Like everything just in the world just becomes smaller, you know? And so we want to build on those positives and it's just amazing how you attract that positive or negative in your life and, and yep. your brain confirms it. Yep. Your brain will give you whatever you ask it to do. And what people don't get is that our unconscious is more than 75% of our brain. But whatever we tell our unconscious to do, it will find a way to give it to the conscious. But what people don't know is that our brain cannot detect the difference between positive and negative. Because negative is our default. Thinking negative is our default. To change it to positive, it takes work. For example, if I want to lose weight and I, tell my, and I keep telling myself, don't eat sweets, don't eat sweets, the only thing that my brain hears is sweets. So I eat more sweets right. and I cannot understand why I'm gaining weight. But if I right. say healthy, 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 it will give me whatever I need to become healthy. Our brain will always give us what we want, but the name of the game is to know how to talk to ourselves. Oh my gosh. If you want a great research study on on self-talk, look up the white bear phenomena. Have you heard of this, the white bear phenomena? No, no, I'm writing it down. It is a confirmation bias research study. So they tried everything. They tried brown bears. They tried different animals, leprechauns, everything. It, they tried everything, but only thing that stuck in people's mind was the white bear. They had a picture of a polar bear, and they said, okay, I want you to look at this polar bear. Study this polar bear. It's like for one minute. Study this polar bear. Don't look at Anything else, only look at the polar bear. So they looked at it and looked at it. They took the picture away. I said, now close your eyes. Whatever you do, do not think of the polar bear. Whatever you do. So for the next minute, I'm going to start a clock. Okay? And do not think about this polar bear. Here we go. Time. And then they started this one minute, right? They were like, whatever you do, don't think about the polar bear. Think of anything else but white polar bears. Not the fluffy white polar bears in the picture, not its black nose and its black beady eyes, not even Coca-Cola bears. Do not think <laughs> of the polar bear. Whatever you do, just don't think about it. And they said this over and over again for a minute, and, and I do this in class in my resilience training, and people laugh. I said, after yeah. a minute, I said, who thought about polar bears? They're like, well, you kept saying that. And I'm like, uh-huh. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. People did not think about a polar bear. Maybe one. Rarely, maybe two. Maybe yeah. one guy. He's like, I just thought about my mom or my wife. Or I just, I, I forced myself to think of something else. I'm like, awesome. But everybody else thought about that polar bear, huh? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And how many times do you sit there in your living room or out on your porch and you're frantically thinking about the stressful moments in life over and over and yep. over and over yep. and they never go away? Because yep. all you're focusing on is the negative. Exactly. You, oh, you got to look at this study. It's amazing. I will. I wrote it yeah, down. I definitely will. 
it's my number one study that I say inside of, and I do these exercises. I'm like, I want you to do, oh, oh you got to do this. So get a picture of a polar bear and say, here's a polar bear. Okay. Look at the, you can put it up on the screen. Like everybody look at this polar bear, right? For 30 seconds to a minute, just, I want you to look at it. It's so pretty and whatever. And then shut it down and I say, everybody close your eyes and don't think about it. Whatever you do, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think. And you just keep repeating that. And then everybody starts laughing, but it's a great exercise for them to put into practice that what you think about will come up in your life. Always. Okay. That's a great one. I wrote it down. There you go. So I want to talk about your transformational moment. Everybody has one. Everybody has multiple ones. But what was a transformational moment for you that happened to you and it put you on the path to what you're doing today? You know what, Sean? I have so many. It's 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 just. But I think I will I will I will share the one the first one that brought my awareness uh, that I was different. So um, I lived actually. I grew up as a diplomatic brat, where every four years we would move to a new country, and with every move. Uh, I would be the new kid on the blog, the new, uh, the weird kid, the strange kid, the one with an accent, the um, the one that talks different, the one that might look different, um, and and I still um, every four years I kind of like really hated it, and now I really appreciate it because it gave me uh, a firsthand culture competence, diversity, and acceptance. Um, perspective on life. But the first um, one that I had, I was probably 10 or 11 years old, and I still remember that day. Because of the moving and hating it, I went, I started eating like crazy, and I gained so much weight. I doubled what I used to look like. So I was part of a dance group at school, and we had every year a huge festival. And I was part of that group. And one week before the festival, the coach came and pulled me on the side and said, you cannot be part of the group anymore because you are too big to be part of the dance group. And at that time, I felt wow. like my heart sank. I mean, I'm talking about it and, and I'm, getting, wow. I'm getting like goosebumps right now. And, and I was like, I felt the rejection. I felt the exclusion. I felt the disrespect. At 11 years old, I felt the injustice. I felt how different I am. And I started crying like crazy. And I went home, and I didn't tell anybody anything. I went to my room, and then I always liked dancing. So what I did, I mean, I was like, crying like crazy. I put some music and my favorite song came out. And you know what I did? I just stood up in front of the mirror and I started dancing like crazy. And I said, I looked at myself and I said, I will never let anyone tell me what to do anymore. And I will never let anyone or or I will always be there for someone that feels that they are different. I mean, this... I mean, it, it rotated through the years, but I felt that 
injustice and that rejection and that exclusion so hard that I promised myself uh, as a child, I will never let any other child feel the same way. And it grew up with me as an adult that I will never exclude anyone. I mean, oh. unless they are a criminal or something. But I will never exclude anyone just because they are different. And it left a big, maybe that's one of the reasons why I do what I do right now. Love it. It's amazing the actions we take Yes. based on our experiences that have happened to us. Yes. Especially children, because we carry our our childhood inside of us, no matter how old we get. Well, there. So what I heard a long time. Ah, oh man, I can't remember where I heard this. I don't know if it was speculation or. I don't know. I always I'm, I'm like a science nerd kind of like research <laughs> studies. Like I like I want to know. Like, you know, like I saw one the other day. And it said Florida State or, or a university in Florida somewhere tested 10 million people and found out that there is no asymptomatic spread of the coronavirus anywhere based on a 10 million person study. I'm like, no way did they do 10 million people. But no I still way. love and the it, fact that they did study, whether it's and, true or not or whatever. Like, I just that's a cool study. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what, just not to go into COVID or politics or whatever it is, just to let you know, even ABC medical virus, even if you are asymptomatic, you always carry the virus. Right. Right. I mean, right. And they were looking at like asymptomatic spread, but it was just a really cool study. And I, yeah. just, I dig, I dig big yeah. studies. Yes. I don't remember where I saw it, but it said that when you look at older people, in their 70s, 80s, 90s, you're always sad for them. When you look at babies and you look at toddlers, you're always happy for them, no matter for what. Them. If you look at your behavior, when, when, when a toddler is walking, it's the same thing as when the older person's walking. They're doing the same yes. thing. They're stumbling, yes. bumbling, whatever. They're like, yes. come on, you can do it. But you know, if you go to your grandma or whatever, you're like, oh, my gosh, don't fall. Like, oh my God. like, you're so afraid for them. But for the babies, you're like, oh, you fell, get up again. Like, and the reason is because that child represents life. Yes. And that senior citizen, the 70, 80, 90-year-old, represents end of life. Yes. So your behavior, your bias towards them is that of positive for child, negative for older. Yes. Uh, and we look no at older way. people – and we look at older people as incapable people. That's ageism. And remember, ageism yeah. doesn't go only from younger to older, but from older to younger as well. Yep. Yep. And I remember, I remember seeing that a while. Oh, I can't remember. A year or two ago, they started talking about ageism. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is that? And it, it's like a thing. And so, yeah, it yeah is. Uh, it, it, uh, there's so much. That's why I love like the mediums that we have today, I just feel like social media and everybody being connected, like these are the conversations, these are the studies, these are the topics, these are the moments that are just the opportunity to grow. And if yes. you're not having these conversations, then you're not growing. Absolutely. And remember, like you said earlier, miracles happen only when you step out of your comfort zone. Right. 
Absolutely. So let's. So before we end the show, what I want to do is talk about how you elevate the world. I mean, you have so much to offer with your diversity, entrepreneurship training, the personal transformation coach. So tell everybody uh, what you're working on in 2021, uh, books that you've written, ways that they can do business with you, coach with you. Um, you know, this is your platform. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I have, like you said, I have two businesses, one that is Sahar, S-A-H-A-R, consulting.com, and it's basically corporate leadership, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I do training, consulting, and public speaking in that. And a couple of years ago, I felt that there is a huge need uh, specifically for women business owners to reinvent themselves and that's why my business, my second website is reinventyourselftogreatness.com. And I look at 2020 as a, it was a very challenging year, but it was also uh, a good year that showed us how resilient and how strong we are, that we can come oh, yeah. on the other side victorious with success. Yep. So yep. 2021, oh, yeah. 2021 for me is a rebirth year. So I, I am taking that with new coaching programs, you know, self-development, changing negative to positive. You know, even my entrepreneurship programs are based on 80, and that's what I all tell everybody I coach, 80% of being an entrepreneur is who you are as a person, your leadership skills. And leadership skills are not your outside skills, like developing people, building teams, but actually your inside leadership skills, you know, your, your, mm. your business acumen, your emotional intelligence, your social justice, you know, not only the learned ability that to be a leader, who you are on the inside at the core, what's your vision, your why, like you said, you know, how self-aware are you, you know, and then marketing 80% is psychology. So mainly, so again, saharconsulting.com for diversity, equity, inclusion, and leadership. Reinvent Yourself to Greatness is my, are my coaching programs, either for entrepreneurs or for self-development. And I usually, Love. on LinkedIn, if you follow me, I always do free webinars. Like on the end yep. of uh, January 26, 27, and 28, I'm doing uh, a free boot camp for entrepreneurs. So I always do free webinars. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you find me under Sahar Andrade Speaker or just Sahar Andrade. Um, you know, you'll find all my news and all the events that I do. Thank you, Sean. Love it. Oh, absolutely. And, and my book. Uh, my book. What's a, and my book. Yeah, my say, book. What, my, <laughs> what's a great book for them to get? <laughs> <laughs> my book is 49 Things About Entrepreneurship That Experts Don't Want You to Know. And it's on Amazon. That's a great title. <laughs> that is That is an amazing title. Like, just for SEO purposes and just for marketing purposes, that title yes. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is it's, amazing. On <laughs> it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's a great title. Like, they don't want me to know. Oh, my gosh, I must buy them. I, exactly. I it's curiosity. Yeah, picking this curiosity. Controversy. Yep. Absolutely. So take a lesson there, folks. Take a lesson. <laughs> if you're having trouble in you know, writing a uh, title for an upcoming book, 
things that, that people don't want you to know because now we got to know. I have to know yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so as we close the show, you gave a message in the beginning, and I want to kind of reiterate it to the listeners. We're going into 2021. It's the first full week of the new year. We have so much craziness you know, to expect with politics in January. And then we got relationships that abruptly ended in 2020 because Valentine's day is coming up. It's going to be really sad. And then people are still in virtual school and people don't like virtual school. And there's just a lot going on in the first three months. Spring break is going to come and nobody knows if we're going to be locked down or nothing. Can we go on cruises still? You know, spring break is going to be in your living room. So what's, the message that you want to leave the listeners with at the conclusion of this show? Sure. I do believe sincerely that everything that happens happens for a good reason, even when we fail at the time. Of course here, I'm not, I, my heart goes, to every single person that lost a person to COVID. I mean, I, my heart, I, you know, my sincere condolences for anybody that passed away from COVID. But as we survive, we need to start looking at the lesson that we need to learn from what happened. There is always yeah. a lesson that the universe is trying to share. And if we yeah. are emotionally intelligent, we should look for that lesson. Whatever happened in 2020 should not go back to the dust, should not just go, oh, whatever, 2020 ended. No, we should go back because people, some of them succeeded like crazy and some didn't. And the difference is that people didn't look for only survive, but to thrive. And they did that by pivoting. I'm one of the people that, you know, and that's why my business went great, you know, in mm-hmm. 2020. But because I was not, I, first of all, I was looking for the lesson. And like I said in the beginning, I learned how resilient, you know, uh, how patient mm-hmm. and how strong I am. I was telling my husband at a certain time, you know what? It just like, it, it's like the business is, is going crazy, you know, and I'm, thankful and blessed. And he said, it's because you hustle every day. (laughs) (laughs) And as entrepreneurs, that's what we need to know. We need to do. And you know that, Sean, we need to hustle every single day. You don't ask, you don't get. I mean, look how long I have been after you to do this. You know, (laughs) you don't, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) You don't ask, you don't get. Right. You know, so my message right. is please look at the lesson to be learned. Learn it and apply yeah. it in your life. You know, own what happened. Embrace it. Don't push it away. Embrace what happened. Claim it. Name it. And wear it. Own it. Own, own it. it. Yeah. Own, own who you are I as well. I just said this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I just said this yesterday. You know, <clears throat> what I will say is acceptance is not only part of the grief process. Acceptance is part of resilience. Accept what is, accept what was, and then make decisions based on the information that you have. Acceptance. Once you accept, 
accept, and it's even in the serenity prayer. Acceptance is the way that you become more resilient, that you become growth-minded, that you get rid of those unconscious bias or at least tone them down, the confirmation bias. Yeah, you can minimize them. Yeah. Minimize them. Yeah. Tone them down. Yeah. Uh, But acceptance, right? Acceptance. Acceptance is the way. As soon as you start learning to accept the positives, the negatives, everything that comes along. Like entrepreneurship isn't fun and glamorous, and we're not sipping Mai Tais on the beach. There's a lot of work that goes into it. We're building teams. We're, We're emailing people. We're on radio shows. We're constantly putting stuff on social media like, oh, no one even saw my post. But like, it's all part of the process. And when you accept what is and you accept what was, you can then go forward clean, not with a heavy heart, not with a lot of baggage, and you can just start making really good decisions. So I just want everybody in 2021, acceptance. We talked about it earlier, tolerance and acceptance. I want everybody to have acceptance. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean that you have to accept into your life the, the negative or, or the thing that you don't like, but the fact that you have to accept that it exists. And Absolutely. once you accept that it exists, then you can start making better decisions. Yes. Non-biased decision. Non-biased there you decision. There go. <laughs> 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 Throw that in there. Throw that in there. <laughs> Awesome. Amazing conversation. This has absolutely been so much fun. I am so glad that we finally got to do this. You are such, such an amazing force in this universe. And I wish you nothing but the best in 2021. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for having me. And I wish you the best. I wish you, you and your listeners and every effort that you put in your universe, not only to double, but to triple and quadruple for you. Thank you so much for the good work that you do. And most importantly, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If any part of our conversation today with Sahar Andrade on diversity, global leadership, and personal transformation resonated with you, please reach out to her. Her website and her LinkedIn is right there in the show notes. Go ahead, click on those, see what she has to offer, send her a friend request on LinkedIn, and let her know that you listened to this episode of Life Transformation Radio. As I close the show, I always say, live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live an amazing life.